Today, I'm interviewing Jared Maynard. Jared is a physical therapist, a business owner, power lifter, strength coach, husband, and father of three girls. But the reason I'm interviewing him is because I saw a photo of him on Instagram that literally broke my heart. When I saw him literally in the hospital at death's door and how he was able to rebound after his bout with HLH, a very rare autoimmune disease that struck tragically and quickly affecting his mind and body, I was shook. I mean, when you see the before and after pictures, you will not believe what you are seeing. And I encourage you to listen to this episode before you look at the photos, because I think once you do, you'll get a different appreciation for just how strong Jared is, both mentally and physically. He was on life support for five weeks in an induced coma and many months of rehabilitation later, um, he had to relearn how to walk, talk, and even breathe on his own again. While on life support, he was so weak that he couldn't receive nutrition for weeks. And the muscle that he had built in the gym, powerlifting, became the fuel that sustained him to better days. He shared with me that had he not had that muscle, he wouldn't have made it. He wouldn't have been able to survive. Now, as Jared continues his recovery, his mission is stronger than ever, and that's to help as many people as possible become so strong that they barely recognize themselves and to help them feel empowered to take on whatever life throws at them. This, my friends, is the ultimate warrior, unbreakable strength, and I'm so thrilled to share his story with you right in time for the holidays. So much inspiration. Let's dive in. Hi, I'm Chef Maria, the Fit Foodie, and this is Recipes for Your Best Life, where we dish about all things related to food, health, and wellness to nourish you from the inside out. I love hosting special guests who are experts in their field. And we also get to talk about topics that are important for your well being. You'll always get lots of food for thought you can really sink your teeth into. So pull up a chair and welcome to the chef's table. Jared, it's so nice to have you on. So great to be on, Maria. Thank you very much for the invite and having me here. Oh, well, your story was so compelling. I literally like stalked you on Instagram and was so happy that you said yes to doing this interview because I always love an inspirational story and it's December, darn it. We've got to be inspired <laughs> more than ever, right? We got to stay strong to finish out this year. So I just would love for you to share just a little bit about your background and what brought you to this point. Let's, let's just start with your background. For sure. Yeah. So my name's Jared. I'm a registered physiotherapist. I live up in Canada, in Ontario, and I've been practicing for eight years at this point and predominantly focused on sports medicine when I was working in the clinic. Uh, shifted career paths into something that's kind of untraditional 
where a few years ago I'd started, well, I've been lifting weights and involved in strength training for a good long time. Started out uh, because I was not the biggest and strongest kid on the field for football in high school. So I wanted to try to beef up and get a little stronger for the next season. So started lifting weights in my parents' basement. Once football finished and high school was ended, I needed something to do because I wasn't on the field, you know, five days a week. So I stayed in the gym, continued with that and go further into the study of it as well as the, the application. And that led to me studying kinesiology. I got into the natural bodybuilding scene for a while. And then after that, fell in love with powerlifting. And you know, through that evolution, uh, strength always felt like something that was transformative. And I mean, obviously you think about the physical changes that come as you start to work out or work towards any sort of fitness or health goal. Yeah. Um, I started to discover some surprising mental uh, transformations that happened with that too. And we'll probably get more into it. Yeah. But uh, I started to coach other lifters as well as compete myself. So the non-traditional path for me was starting or revamping my coaching business. And now I'm doing that full-time working with people from rank beginners to competing at the national and international powerlifting levels, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, the, the big curveball that came earlier this year was that, uh, I got diagnosed with a really rare and unfortunately really deadly, uh, autoimmune disease called HLH. And that landed me in the hospital really quickly and put me on life support for five weeks. And I got chill. Sorry. I oh. literally like have chills all up and down my body right now. It's uh, I appreciate you sharing that. It's, you know, spoiler kind of jumping ahead. I'll continue with the story in a minute, but it's something that was really awful. Um, but it's leading to a lot of good. I find these days, which is cool. So getting our inspiration. Yeah, I, 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 so I have so many questions. I mean, you know, when you are living a healthy lifestyle and you're, you know, you're walking the, the path and you're on this journey, when something as devastating as what happened to you earlier this year happens, like, we're, First of all, how did you even know? Like, how were you diagnosed? You said it, it, HLH is a very rare disease. Like, what were there? What was happening in your body that prompted you to say something's not right? Yeah. Over the span of about three weeks, uh, things went from, oh, I've got a typical head cold, which everyone else in my family had. My wife had it. My girls had it. And then I got it. So I figured not a big deal. But then they all got better in the span of about a week or so. And I still wasn't feeling great. And then, you know, went to go check out my or get checked out by my family doctor. And things just kept getting worse from there, where I was I had insomnia, I had really, inf really swollen lymph nodes. Um, and then where we really realized something was very wrong was when my wife looked at me and said, he's yellow. Mm. Um, so I was jaundiced. And uh, that was the point at which we went into the larger hospital nearby where we live. And over the span of the next six days, went from ER to, I forget the next floor was, but they admitted me to the hospital. And then I was in the ICU in the I span see. of six days on life support. On life support. So what is HLH? Can we break it down? 
Yeah, for sure. For the people uh, keeping track on their bingo cards at home, HLH stands for hemophagocytic lymphohistiocytosis. Um, and basically what it is, is a, an autoimmune storm where the body for whatever reason, and there are a couple of reasons or main categories, but starts to attack healthy cells and particularly red blood cells. Mm. So that's what was happening to me. What it meant for me was my liver was starting to shut down, hence why I was yellow. My spleen was enlarged. My kidneys were going into a kidney failure. And the two main reasons or two main categories as to why this comes around are one, it's genetic, which I don't have because that mm. usually shows up for infants. Mm. Um, so mine was what they call secondary HLH. And that usually comes around because of an infection, which is what happened for me. It was an infection of something called the Epstein-Barr virus, uh, particularly a nasty little bug because you can get it. It can lie dormant for a long time. You don't know you have it, but it can wreak havoc. Uh, or it could be uh, because of cancer, because of other auto autoimmune issues. So they have a number of tests that they do to try to diagnose it. And one of the main things for me was they had to do a, um, a bone marrow biopsy, go in, take a little sample of bone marrow, look at it under a microscope, and that's how they diagnosed it and figured out what was going on so we could figure out what to do about it. Okay, when it comes to cooking and doing it in a way that is healthy for your fit life, there's a few things that we have to keep in mind. Number one, is it functional? Number two, is it clean? Meaning, does it contain any of those yucky coatings that they add to cookware nowadays, especially the nonstick kind. We don't need that, we don't want that. And number three, is it pretty? Because hey, if it's aesthetic, it's gonna make us feel pretty good when we cook on it. And that's why I am totally digging hex-clad cookware. Talk about the most gorgeous cookware you will ever use. Plus, it's totally functional and healthy to use. Hexclad's patented hybrid cookware brings performance of the stainless steel, the durability of cast iron, and the convenience of nonstick all in one. That, my friends, is Michelin level standards with cleanup convenience because when we're cooking at home, we don't want to be scrubbing dishes all day long either. So now you can unleash your potential in the kitchen without any limits. What I love about it, that nonstick hybrid technology coupled with excellent temperature control, you've gotta be able to temper your temperature to get that great sear and to do the nice poaches. Easy care, so it's gonna clean up easy and easy cleaning. All of that with the additional benefit of being free from toxic coatings and having a lifetime warranty. This is the cookware you're gonna use for life, my friends, so it's time to take a little assessment of the cookware that you have. If you have your hand-me-down Teflon cookware, it's time to throw it out and invest in a nice new set, and Hexclad is gonna deliver on its promise with that lifetime warranty. I can't recommend it enough. I'm totally infatuated with mine. Can I say that, infatuated? And I know you're gonna be too. So make sure you head over to hexclad.com forward slash Chef Maria, and you'll get up to 30% off your new cookware. Start the year off right and cook 
with delight. How about that for a rhyme? No, seriously though. Use my code chefmaria at hexclad.com. That's H-E-X-C-L-A-D.com. And you'll get up to 30% off your purchase. You will not be disappointed. So you are in this life-threatening situation. And do the doctors give you any insight on what to do, how to handle it? Like, are there any lifestyle? I mean, you're in ICU, so I assume that there's not a whole lot that's within your hands. But do you have any insights from the doctors on what could help improve your situation or are you just like praying for a miracle it's mostly praying for a miracle at that stage and it was mostly my wife and my my parents that started to do the praying because i was sedated uh within a few days because things were really rough uh, for me so yeah initially it was the the rush to try to figure out what the heck's going on because they're doing the differential diagnoses, running different tests, trying to monitor you know, my oxygen levels and make sure I was reasonably okay in the meantime. And yeah, with HLH, there is a typical sort of protocol, typical drugs, medications that they'll end up giving, and it involves chemotherapy a lot of the time. But the thing with me was I got so sick so fast that I wasn't strong enough to handle the doses of medication that they wanted to give me. Um, I, at a certain point, apparently wasn't even able to receive nutrition because wow. it was just that rough. I saw so, the picture of you in the hospital and I mean, it was a, I can only imagine like how desperate, you know, kind of the, the situation was and, um, and when your body won't accept nutrition, you know, you don't have any kind of strength. You don't have the ability to to fight also because you need that nutrition to fight illness. Absolutely. And this is where, you know, I mentioned how strength was transformative for me before this all happened, which is still true. Um, I went into the ICU weighing about 193 pounds or so. And by the time I woke up, I was about 150. So, you know, we're down about 40 pounds because since I couldn't eat, my body needed, needed something to give it sustenance. And that something was the muscle that I built up. So in a very real, very unexpected way, uh, strength saved my life this year in that yeah. sense. Yeah. How old are you, Jared? I'm 33. 33. So you are young. So what, what do you think... I mean, do you think this was just something that laid dormant in your body or do you think it was prompted by something like what is your own intuition on it? Because I think, you know, when when we and I'm just going to say holistically, for those of us who like take care of ourselves and are pretty in touch with ourselves, like in touch with our body and we know when we're like grinding it and we know like when we feel strong, like. What is your sense of what was happening? Do you think there was something external going on? Do you think it was stress? Like, what do you think was happening? Yeah, 
It's a, you know what? You're the first person to ask me that question. Because people reasonably ask what was happening? Why, why did this possibly happen? But no one's yet asked me my gut feeling on why. And it was a complete blindside for me. You know, I have a pre-existing genetic condition that affects my eyes. Um, that's been monitored. We've known about that for a long time, you know, so it's just part of the deal for me, but generally speaking, very healthy, very active, have been for a long time. So yeah, this took me completely by surprise. Uh, it didn't seem or doesn't seem at least to me to be largely connected with stress. Although I will say that in the, the months before that things were pretty stressful with building and scaling my coaching business. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also involved with uh, a, a small business incubator um, and I'm on the coaching team for that where clinicians or people who want to build a business to serve a certain group of people, they can come in, we'll help them build it and scale it. So plate was full on top of, I've got three young girls, uh, two of them are five, almost six. And then the youngest is three. So yeah, things were stressful, but really just felt like a blindside. Mm. And one of those things that I don't have a great explanation for yet, but through my processing and there has been a lot of processing um in the during the recovery journey i've at least decided that even if i don't know why it happened determined to bring some good around because of it yeah yeah absolutely is it something that could come back it is and that was a question that we had for uh, one of the specialists i got to give a shout out to my medical team um who not only did a great job working with me and there were many people between doctors and nurses and other professions, but they reached out to other folks in other hospitals just to make sure we had the right information. Um, so one of the specialists they consulted with, he said that, yeah, based on what we know about HLH, it can come back. It's about a 20 to 30% chance that it could recur. Um, he said, but flip the other way, 70 to 80% chance it doesn't. Mm in the event that it does, we started to get the ball in motion by looking at uh, bone marrow banks or bone marrow donors, because that is one, it's the way that they treat the genetic version of this. Mm -hmm. It would be something to fall back on if, you know, heaven forbid I needed it. So we at least wanted an insurance policy. So I like those odds, but yes, it can come back. And is there, does your medical team have any advice for you as far as prevention? Like, is there anything that you can do from a lifestyle perspective to prevent HLH from coming back? Yeah. A lot of it's going to come back to the foundation of what you probably would expect as far as healthy living with a focus on nutritious whole foods on exercise between uh, cardiovascular and, and weight training. I got the weight training under the wraps, so that's all good. Yeah. Um, and aside from that, it's, it's been a lot of tests, uh, to try to figure out or to confirm that I'm in a better spot now than I used to be. It'll likely be, you know, probably more of those tests in the future, just to kind of keep an eye on things. So as far as controllable factors, it's coming down to sleep, nutrition, uh, stress management, yeah. uh, physical activity. So that's really kind of where, where we're at with it. 
Yeah. Um, is So I'm curious if there is a certain nutrition plan that you practice that has worked for you or if you actually made any changes, like sounds like you're a pretty healthy person before that. Have you made any nutrition changes? Yeah. I mean, it can, now versus before. Yeah. Not. Well, the biggest change was actually a focus on. Sorry, let me go back. Uh, once I could eat, because that was another hmm. um, thing about where I was in the in the ICU. And then once I woke up, uh, the thing about lying in bed for five weeks and not eating, speaking or moving is that not only do you lose a lot of muscle mass if you had that, uh, but your your throat muscles, which I didn't think about. Most of us probably don't. Those atrophy, they get smaller and weaker. So I had to work with a speech language pathologist to learn how to speak and eat and swallow safely. That was a head trip. Um, so, so once we got that, we ahead. we never even think about. We know we just do it. It's so automatic. It's exactly. We were doing it every day as we eat and drink and speak, and that's a great thing. But yeah, in these in these situations that come out of left field, suddenly it becomes very real. Um, so once we got to the point where I could eat and I was getting supplemental nutrition, we had, uh, uh, a G tube, basically a tube right to my stomach at a certain point. And before that it was through my nose to my stomach. So the, um, dietitian who helped me out in the hospital, we had a big focus on, uh, getting enough protein first and overall calories to start to build back some tissue that I'd lost. Um, once we transitioned out of the hospital back home, it was still mostly focused on making sure I was eating enough to start gaining weight back healthily. And now it's, it's even more of a focus on sort of healthful eating. It's more focused on whole foods, trying to make sure that I'm getting sufficient antioxidants and my wife, God bless her. She makes sure the vegetables and fruits get eaten and we get supplemented with, uh, the appropriate things. Yeah. So I'd say it's just more awareness of, of what I'm consuming. It was already pretty, I was already pretty aware and focused on that from what I'd done before, but just even more so now. Yeah. It's not from a needle, a pill, or a prescription. My favorite biohack for managing pain, helping gut health, managing mood, energizing my body from head to toe, and the perfect glow up is red light and infrared therapy. I cannot tell you enough about how much I love it. And my go-to is Loombox. It's a portable red light and infrared therapy box. And it's so portable, you can take it with you. I travel with it everywhere. It is literally indispensable. And just 10 to 12 minutes a day is really all you need. I've seen a huge difference in my complexion. Uh, it helps with fine lines and with uh, skin clarity and has helped a lot of people that have skin issues. So if you have eczema or psoriasis, it's something that you wanna take a look at. It's also tested by NASA. So there's a lot of data and science. It's not just one of these things where people are like, oh yeah, it works, or, you know, I don't know. It's actually proven with multiple hundreds of scientific papers. And what I love about Loombox is it's so much more powerful than other light therapy 
type boxes or solutions. And you are going to get the most mileage out of this because it's something that you can use for so many different things. Managing pain, I mean, when I was recovering from my torn ACL and now my latest accident with my dog running into me full speed, uh, all 75 pounds of him into my knees, um, it's something that I use all the time. I also use it to manage pain and inflammation after my workouts. And basically, it's my therapy every single day, especially during the long winter months where we don't get that much sunlight. You gotta try it, that's all I'm gonna say. I can't recommend it enough. And you can get up to $250 off of Loombox with my code, Chef Maria. You'll just go to the Loombox, that's the L-U-M-E-B-O-X.com forward slash Chef Maria, or just go to the Loombox.com and use Chef Maria at checkout for your discount. I'm telling you, it is the investment that will pay back in dividends for your health. I love it. You know, for me, I think, you know, whole health really is a body, mind, soul, health connection. Has this changed how you show up every day, like with your, you know, whether it's a prayer or meditation practice or gratitude or however you kind of you know, think about things like, has this impacted how you show up in that side of health for yourself? Yeah, it definitely has. And one of the big ways is for me, prayer as it being a big thing. And uh, there's a lot more gratitude for a second chance, really. Mm -hmm. Right. You hear about it. You talk about it. Sometimes this is a very real second chance for me. Yeah. And when I look at my daughters, especially I every day remember that there wasn't a guarantee I was going to be here. And I actually got pretty close to very close to not being here. Mm. So, um, there's a lot more gratitude in that. Um, it also changes what I say yes to in terms of my schedule, in terms of, you know, work, uh, engagements, opportunities, um, because it really puts into perspective or it did for me time and how, again, we really don't know how much we have cliche as it sometimes is to say, yeah. so all the more reason to a not wait to make memories and do the things that we want to do as a family or individually and B to say yes to the things that advance the most important stuff mm. and the other things that are kind of fluff or filler, they don't matter nearly as much. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, there from every challenge, you know, from every kind of thing that you go through that takes you to the edge, you know, hopefully there's something that brings you back to center that then really like changes your perspective on everything. I think the way you show up, you know, for yourself and your family and how you see things is, you know, the, the greatest kind of outward thing. Was there any sort of conscious moment? I know that you were intubated, but do you have any recollection at all of what was happening 
like, could you see, you know, sometimes people who go through this and I, this is just more my curiosity. So forgive me if, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but like, I'm just always curious, like, can you see yourself from the outside in? Do you, do you remember feeling anything like what did that state feel like? Yeah, uh, no, I don't mind at all. In fact, I've got very, not vivid, but very interesting memories of that time. Um, so one of the memories that I have was very weird dreams, which I'm interpreting as my brain's way of trying to assess and interpret what was going on as far as medications I was being given people around me, what was happening. Yeah. going to sound wild. I'm just going to preface that with, for everybody. But I remember, I remember the dreams of being captured and taken away to a circus. Um, and I'm imagining that had to do with, apparently I was restrained a couple of times because uh, depending on medications that people are given, it affects everybody differently. And this is what the doctors and nurses told my parents and my wife. For some people, certain medications keep them very sedated and calm. Other times it can make them very agitated and paranoid. I was in the second category for a chunk of time. So that held me down. And I remember that in the dreams. Um, I also remember while I was conscious, but very groggy, uh, my mom and my wife were both there, but because of the paranoia that I had going on, I wanted to really make sure that it was my wife. So we, we had watched an, just a horribly low quality, like holiday movie. It's called holiday in handcuffs. It might be on Amazon prime for anyone who's interested <laughs> we only made it through like 25 minutes before I said, like, I have to stop. Yeah. This is not going to go anywhere. So, um, that was, that was my like two factor authentication for my wife and my groggy state. Like, what was the name of that really bad holiday movie in my raspy voice? She tells me the story now and it's really funny, actually. That's awesome. So I got, I have things like that that bounce around in my brain. Yeah. Do you feel different in your, obviously now, and how much, how much weight of the over 40 pounds that you lost? Have you gotten back? We're about halfway. So halfway. I'm back up to about 172, 173 ish. Um, and it feels good. So yeah, we're, we're climbing back. Yeah. How, how does that feel to gain weight back on again. Like I, I think, you know, to gain muscle is not an easy thing for anybody. Like what has the experience been like for you, you know, kind of almost, you know, relearning how your metabolism works and how to eat again. Yeah. It's been a head trip also with that. Um, in, in one way, it's actually really cool and very interesting. Um, because once I started to get to the point where I could exercise in a way that started to look a little bit more like how I trained before I could hang on to a barbell and mind you, this is an empty barbell and I'm yeah. still very lightweight and very weak. Um, but started to build up consistency with that. My body started to put on weight and build back muscle, uh, quicker than I would have figured looking back, it makes sense given the research that we have on quote unquote muscle memory, mm, where mm, yeah. you've been at a certain level of muscularity and it works the same for, you know, fat tissue as well. It's easier to get back to that point. 
So that's been pretty cool to see how quickly my body's been able to put back on some muscle tissue and strength. Um, it also has been a challenge to start to, as you say, relearn where my metabolism is, what my body needs, how much it needs currently and how that changes over time. So it's, it's a constant process as it always is. I feel comfortable with where it's at now. Um, I have some help with, you know, a, a nutrition app that I like to use that updates the macronutrients and helps me to figure out where I'm at. I also have a coach, someone on my coaching staff who works for me, but also is helping me with the training. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun while also being challenging because there has been a lot to relearn. Um, I'm curious what your macro split looks like these days. Yeah. So right now and an updated this morning. So for me, where I'm at, it's, uh, I forget the total number of calories, but it's around just under 170 grams of protein. It's about 300 ish grams of carbs and then about 85 to 90 grams of fat. Okay. And for my diet preferences and habits that works pretty well. Um, I have played with it over time or sorry, in months past kind of shifted around the, the ratios and how much carbs versus fats I'm getting protein stayed pretty consistent. Um, but it's worked pretty well and it's, uh, sustainable, which is big. Yeah. Do you think that, yeah, I, I know that you said that having the muscle on your body really kind of probably helped to save you in a lot of ways, because I imagine that if you didn't have it, like your body would have just catabolized itself completely, you know, and that, that would have been very hard to, to power any of your organs. But if you were to give somebody advice today, um, what would you encourage people to think about when it comes to their fitness um, and how they approach it? Because, you know, I from a food perspective, it's dizzying out there, you know, how many different types of diets there are. And the truth is some things work for some people and some things work for others. But I think we can all agree that muscle is like the longevity asset, you know, it's that thing that it's going to get you across the finish line. It's going to help prevent injury. Like what would you recommend people do, you know, do if they want to start on a fitness journey? They're a great question. And you're exactly right in terms of the longevity piece that muscle brings. So the first thing I'd say is, you know, I'd encourage people to understand they don't have to dive into the research unless you're a geek like me, but um, understand the importance of muscle because yeah, we find in the research that there's a relationship between the muscle that you have and it decreases your risk of dying early from things like stroke and cancer and heart disease. You also think about in practice as we get older, uh, into our golden years, it takes, <laughs> it takes strength and power to do daily things like get up off of the toilet, which I experienced firsthand because I truly started from ground zero with this and I was astonished at how hard it was to sit up, go to the bathroom, get up. So the more muscle that the more muscle and strength that you build early on in life, the easier it is later and the higher quality that you have, which is another big thing. So starting with the why, if somebody wants to start on a fitness journey, I think it's amazing. Um, I'm obviously biased, but 
understanding each person's reasons why I think is where we got to start. And then as far as the how, yeah, dizzying with the amount of information and everyone's got different opinions on how to build strength and muscle and where do we go? You start with basic guidelines, you know, from the American College of Sports Medicine, it's usually something like two days at least per week of resistance training. And how it looks is going to vary, might depend on your starting point, what equipment you have, and that's all good. What's important is that it's going to be challenging enough for you to make your body change and adapt. It's the principle of progressive overload. Um, I'd imagine it'd be similar if we're talking about nutrition and you're trying to change it for a certain reason. There needs to be enough of a change that's aligned correctly with the goal that's going to actually move the needle. And it's the same with building muscle or strength. And that's really where having help and guidance comes in so handy. So, you know, linking up with whether it's a coach or someone that you can fall back on as a resource, even ask, just ask questions to, um, slash outsource all of the, you know, kind of legwork so that you can have all the more confidence that, all right, what I'm doing is right for me. And this is the plan. It's going to get me where I want to go. It's worth considering. So yeah. that'd be where I point people. Yeah. You know, um, 2020 after the pandemic, I, I was in a really, really low place, even though it should have been like the most exciting time of my life. And um, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and just going, you know, fitness was has always been a passion of mine. I've always been an athlete. Like, why have I decided to just like put it on the back burner? You know, why, why did I just kind of let it go? And it's crazy because it can slip by so easily. You know, I mean, you don't get to the gym for a couple of weeks and you, you don't feel the same, you know, you don't look the same. How do you practice and stay consistent. I know you're connecting with your why is so brutally important, but like, how do you encourage clients to just go the distance and not stop, even if they're not seeing immediate results? Because I think that's the thing, like we just want it now and we get discouraged if we're not seeing, you know, I, I know when I was training for my first bodybuilding competition, I'm like, I'm not seeing mass. Like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But then something clicked. And then I figured out that I just, I needed to up my protein significantly. Like how, how do you kind of encourage people to go the distance and not give up? Yeah, fully agree. It's, it's that human psychology where we want the early fast wins as natural and normal. So where I start is I think setting expectations. So if I'm working with somebody and we've, I've got an understanding of where they want to go, I know why it matters to them. They give me the green light. We're going to dive in together. Cool. Then part of the conversation that I'm having with them is, all right, here's what I think we can expect. I'm expecting to see, or for us or you to see slash feel these changes. Here's what we're going to focus on in the first two weeks, four weeks, something like that. By this time down the road, six, eight, 12 weeks, that's when we're probably going to start to see some of these maybe visual changes or things like that, but kind of bracing or preparing for the, okay, I'm doing the thing. 
where's the payoff mm-hmm. and assuring them that that's part of the process and I'm going to be there with you. We're going to figure it out. And in the meantime, these are the most important things to focus on. Yeah. I think that helps. It's helped me and it's in practice helped a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think to a large extent, trying to make the process as fun as possible and as realistic as possible helps to get through that kind of weird, awkward teenage phase where we're just waiting for the results to start coming, but they haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the setting expectations that are reasonable is really important because we are kind of a, you know, I want it and I want it now society and people will do things that really detrimental to their health, like going on certain medications that uh, you shouldn't go on. Um, and you know, they might get short term, you know, payoff, but the problem is what happens in the long term. You know, I I believe that we should celebrate our little wins. You know, we should be able to say, you know, I, I feel really good about this and not just wait for the big payoff. How do you celebrate your little wins as you're really still on the road to recovery. Yeah. It's become all the more important. Um, cause I fully agree. Celebrating little wins is something that comes up a lot with my coaching clients, with people in that small business incubator. It's critical, you know, to, to make the process meaningful and bearable and all the things. So that was already part of the, my MO before this, but it's become even more important because at the start, I mean, I was really beginning with what felt like basic remedial exercises and just being able to recognize that I could get up and and stand up on my, on my feet for five minutes. Whereas before I could only do it for two, you know, that was something that I had to consciously look for through my days. And I had the reminders and support of both, you know, my coaches, my wife, the people in the inner circle who they know me, they know that I'm a recovering perfectionist type, a always driven. I'm imagining you and I probably share maybe some of these things. If you were (laughs) just a few, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, they, they, they helped me to scope out again and keep that perspective, which helped a lot. And now even as things feel more normal, but yes, hundred percent still on, on the road to recovery. Um, it's reminding myself that how, you know, in May I was leaving the hospital and now I get to deadlift 355 a couple of nights ago. It's not where I ultimately want to be, but it's pretty cool. Darn so, awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. 55 is like more than three of me. So that's pretty darn good. It, it felt pretty good. I appreciate it. You know, there are certain nutrients that we have to get from outside sources, and omega-3s are one of them. They come from essential fatty acids, and that word essential means they're critical to our health and performance. Now, there's a new way to get all the omega-3s that you need, and it performs three times better than fish oil which makes it great for people who are plant-based. We're basically taking out the middleman that is fish. It comes from sustainably grown, clean and pure Icelandic ultra algae. So you get all the EPA and DHA that you need directly from 
the source of algae. It's called Orlo Nutrition, and it's literally the most sustainable omega-3 in the world. What I love about it too, is that they give you two self-tests and you, you send those tests in and they will let you know where your starting point is and where you are in terms of your omega-3 levels. So you can actually monitor how the supplement is doing for you. You're not just spending money on a supplement and hoping and praying that it's gonna do something, you'll actually see the results. Now, we need that EPA and DHA for so many things, for our heart, for our circulatory system, for a healthy immune and digestive system, for your brain health, it's so, so critical. And for my ladies especially, when we get to that certain age, we need it for hormone health. So I can't recommend it enough. Orlo Nutrition has really changed my life and I definitely feel the difference. And what's great is there's no fish burps. Fish burps are no bueno. So I'm excited for you to try Orlo Nutrition. You can get 10% off your purchase by using the code Chef Maria. that's C-H-E-F, M-A-R-E-Y-A at Orlo, that's O-R-L-O, nutrition.com. And I know you're going to love it as much as I do. Make sure you check out Orlo Nutrition for sustainably produced from algae, no fish involved, omega-3s. I know, I know this is going to be a game changer for you. I think... You know, I, I have this little mantra and I, I say, eat, um, move to improve, eat to thrive, take negative thoughts, tell negative thoughts to take a long hike off a short cliff and surround yourself with your dream team because your dream team not only holds you accountable, they're going to lift you up when you need them. Who is your dream team? Hmm. I love that, uh, that question and that mantra, my dream team, it's going to come down to a few people and a, a few key players. My wife absolutely is an MVP. Um, my now business partner, but longtime friend, his name is John, John flag. Uh, he and I had know each other through a bunch of different avenues. Um, but he stepped up in a huge way during all of this back when I was yellow, we had no idea what was going on or how bad it would get. He stepped in to help Ashley and figure things out and cover for me and the businesses we're involved in. He, he merged our businesses together because we, we do very similar things and now we're, you know, business partners, but he did that to make sure that everyone was taken care of client wise. So he's absolutely on there. That's a solid right there. Huge. I'll never be able to thank him enough for it. Um, two mentors of mine who, uh, they were the co-founders of that small business incubator, but Frank and Cedric, uh, again, stepped in, in a huge tangible way to help my wife and my family while I was down. Uh, but they've been, uh, primarily responsible for my growth before and after this as a, as a person, as a coach, um, and my parents too. They, they dropped everything and they came running and uh, continue to just be there and support. And there's a, 
the whole string of other people that would take too long to mention. Um, but that would be my dream team. It's a good team. So what's, what's next? What, what are, I, I know like, you're just like, girl, I just got out of the hospital like five months ago, but what, what is 2024 looking like for you? What, what are your top three goals, whether they be personal, professional, spiritual, like what, what does 2024 look like for you? Girl, I was thinking about this in the hospital. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so a few things. So business-wise, uh, been really exciting to see the team grow. So continuing to work with, with people, strength, either strength athletes who have been in it for a while or people who might be starting their fitness journey, whatever that looks like. Uh, that, for me, I'm able to see the, the changes that, that makes for them, but also the ripples that it creates over generations for their kids, for their relatives and kids, kids. So, um, I need more of another hit of that drug. So the more people that we can help that way, the better. So that's a, a big focus, uh, family wise, it's going to be doing some things that had to be put on the back burner this year. Uh, there's a big aquarium in downtown Toronto, not terribly far from where we live that my, my girls are excited to go to. So it'll be day trips down there, other things that, um, we've wanted to do that are part of our life design, you know, and making memories and not having to wait or not waiting unnecessarily to make them. And then personally, or fitness wise, I'm, I'm itching to get back on the powerlifting platform because I'm a competitor as well as a coach. Um, so I'm hoping for sometime in the spring, uh, we'll kind of see how things go through the winter and how I'm feeling, but that'll be good. It'll be really fun to get back on there and it'll have that much more meaning just knowing, knowing the journey it took to get back there. So lots of good will stuff. You keep, will you keep us posted on when your next competition is? Oh yeah, absolutely. I will. Cool. Awesome. Cause I'm looking at the spring to do my next bodybuilding competition. So maybe, maybe we can root each other on. Absolutely. Well, this has been so amazing and so uplifting and I love your story, Jared. And I just really like, I really want people to understand that the human will surpasses all understandable strength that we think we have. You know, when you're when you are in a position and you are fighting, whether you know it or not, your will and your desire to to get there is just exponentially huge. Um, and it takes having a dream team around you to to keep that, you know, that power plugged in and alive. So I just really honor you with that. And I'm going to ask you one last question as we wrap up, because I ask all my guests the same question. Um, if you could have just one amazing meal and it's not like a training meal or anything like the, don't give me some healthy answer. Okay. Your, your favorite meal prepared by anybody in the world, what would it be and who would make it? It's Gordon Ramsay has to be and it's going to be a ribeye steak medium rare um and then i'm going to task gordon to make whatever other sides or courses he wants because i just trust him that intensely and i've watched 
too many episodes of Kitchen Nightmares and Hell's Kitchen to have anybody else other than him cook it. Well, my friend Jason Santos happens to know Gordon very well, worked with him on Hell's Kitchen, uh, still works with him. And uh, uh, I might just have to put a little bug in his ear and see if we can't make something like that happen for you. Maria, that would be incredible. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Deal. <laughs> Awesome, Jared. Well, thank you. Where can people find you? So let's let's give your your business a plug. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, I'm most active on Instagram. So it's jared.unbreakablestrength. Um, you can find me on Facebook too. It's Jared Maynard. Search me there. Those are the two platforms that it's easiest to reach me at. Um, and I'm an open book. So if anyone listening has questions about their own fitness journey, if you're just starting or if you've been at it for a while, Maybe you're thinking about doing a bodybuilding show or a powerlifting competition or something entirely different. Uh, hit me up. I'd love to encourage you. And if there's anything I can do to support, let me know. Uh, that would make my day. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Jared, thank you. And uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays, Maria. Thank you again. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch, so it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot, and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life. I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.